بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Chapter 1 Sincerity and significance of intentions for all actions apparent and hidden Allah the exalted says in the Quran وما امروا الا ليعبدوا الله مخلصين له الدين حنفاء ويقيموا الصلاه ويؤتوا الزكاه وذلك دين القيمه and they were commanded not but that they should worship Allah and worship none but him alone and perform the prayer and give the charity and that is the right religion and Allah also says it is neither their meat nor their blood that reaches Allah but it is piety from you that reaches him and Allah also says قل إن تخفوا ما في صدوركم أو تبدوه يعلمه الله. Say, whether you hide what is in your breasts or reveal it, Allah knows it. One, Omar ibn al-Khattab, radiyallahu anhu, reported, Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said. The deeds are considered by the intentions and a person will get the reward according to his intention. So whoever emigrated for Allah and his messenger, his immigration will be for Allah and his messenger. And whoever immigrated for worldly benefits or for a woman to marry, his immigration would be for what he emigrated for. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. According to some ahadith, the reason for this hadith is that a person sent a proposal of marriage to a woman named Umm Qais, which she turned down, saying that he should have to emigrate to Al-Madina for it. Accordingly, he did it for this specific purpose, and the two were married there. On account of this event, the man came to be known among the companions as Muhajir Um Qais. On the basis of this hadith, the ulama are of the unanimous opinion that the real basis of one's actions is niyyah, and everyone will be requited according to his niyyah. It is true that niyyah is founded in one's heart. That is to say, one has first to make up one's mind for what he intends to do, and he should not express it verbally. In fact, the latter is a bid'ah, or an innovation in religion, because no proof of it is found in Sharia. The point which becomes evident from this hadith is that ikhlas, sincerity, is a must for every action. In other words, in every righteous deed, one should seek only the pleasure of Allah. Otherwise, it will not be accepted by Allah. 2. Aisha radiyallahu anha reported, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, An army will raid the Kaaba, and when it reaches a desert land, 
all of them will be swallowed up by the earth. She asked, O oh Allah's Messenger, why all of them? He وسلم, answered, All of them will be swallowed by the earth, but they will be raised for judgment according to their intentions. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary Everyone will be rewarded or punished according to his aim and intention. This hadith also proves that the company of depraved persons is extremely dangerous. Whose army would it be, which has been referred to in the hadith, and when will it invade the Kaaba, is a matter known to Allah alone. Such prophecies are a part of the unseen world. Since they come in the category of the miracles of the Prophet wasallam, it is necessary to believe in their veracity and occurrence. Believing in such prophecies is also essential because they were revealed by Allah. 3. Ma'an ibn Yazid, ibn Akhnas, radiyallahu anhu, both he, his father, and his grandfather were all companions of the Prophet He reported, My father set aside some dinars for charity and gave them to a man in the masjid. I went to that man and took back those dinars. He said, I had not intended you to be given these dinars. So we went to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and put forth the matter before him. He وسلم, said to my father, Yazid, you have been rewarded for what you intended. And he وسلم, said to me, Man, you are entitled to what you have taken. Collected by Al-Bukhari. Commentary 1. This hadith leads us to the conclusion that if sadaqah goes to a needy son of a Muslim, there is no need to take it back from him for the reason that his father had intended to give it to a deserving person. The former gets the reward for it on account of his niyyah or intention. This, however, will be reckoned as nefli sadaqah or voluntary charity because the obligatory zakat or sadaqah cannot be given to the donor's own dependence. 2. It is permissible in sharia to make someone a wakil, meaning attorney or agent, for sadaqah. 3. It does not amount to disobedience on the part of a son to take his father to a competent authority or scholar to know the legal position on any issue. In the same way, as mutual discussion and debate on matters of sharia does not amount to insolence. 4. Abu Ishaq, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas, radiyallahu anhu, whom was one of the ten who had been given the glad tidings of entry into Jannah, narrated, The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam visited me in my illness, which became severe in the year of Hajjatul Wada'a, meaning the farewell pilgrimage. I said, O Messenger of Allah, you can see the pain which I am suffering, and I am a man of means, and there is none to inherit from me except one daughter. Should I give two-thirds of my property in charity, 
He sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, No. I asked him, Then half. He sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, No. Then I asked, Can I give away one third? He sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Give away one third, and that is still too much. It is better to leave your heirs well off than to leave them poor, begging people. You will not expend a thing in charity for the sake of Allah, but you will be rewarded for it. Even the morsel of food which you feed your wife. I said, O Messenger of Allah, would I survive my companions? He وسلم, said, If you survive others and accomplish a thing for the sake of Allah, you would gain higher ranking and standing. You will survive them. Your survival will be beneficial to people, meaning the Muslim, and harmful to others, meaning the enemies of Islam. You will survive others till the people will derive benefit from you and others will be harmed by you. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam further said, O oh Allah, complete for my companions their immigration and do not cause them to retract. Sa'ad ibn Khawla was unfortunate. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam lamented his death as he died in Mecca. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary In spite of all their love for it, the companions of the Prophet ﷺ did not like to die in a city from which they emigrated for the sake of Allah. For this reason, Sa'ad was afraid of dying in Mecca. The Prophet ﷺ prayed for the accomplishments of Sa'd's emigration and expressed regret over the misfortune of Sa'd bin Hawla. The latter died in Mecca. Conclusion 1. The Hadith lays down that in the course of a disease which seems to prove fatal, one cannot give more than one-third of the property in charity. 2. It is also emphasized that one gets reward even for what he spends on his wife and children. 3. One can report to others his ailment or seek treatment and ask them to supplicate for him. 4. In the matter of sadaqah or charity, which one gives to seek the pleasure of Allah, his closest relatives should always have priority and preference over others. 5. Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu narrated that Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Allah does not look at your figures nor at your attire, but He looks at your hearts and accomplishments. Collected by Muslim. Commentary This hadith highlights the importance of sincerity and good intention. It is therefore essential that every noble action should be based on these two virtues, and the heart should be free from all such things that destroy noble deeds, hypocrisy, ostentation, greed for wealth, riches and other worldly things fall in the category of such evils. Since the true condition of the heart is known to Allah alone, the true position of one's actions 
will be known on the day of resurrection when one will be requited for them by Allah. In this world, one will be treated according to his apparent condition, while his internal condition will be left to Allah. 6. Abu Bakr al-Thaqafi radiyallahu anhu reported, The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, When two Muslims are engaged in combat against each other with their swords and one is killed, both are doomed to hell. I said, O Messenger of Allah, as to the one who kills, it is understandable. But why the slain one? He sallallahu alayhi wasallam replied, He was eager to kill his opponent. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary This hadith leads to the conclusion that one would be punished for such sinful intention for which he has made a firm determination and for the commitment of which he has adopted necessary measures, even if he does not succeed in committing it because of certain obstructions. Thus, determination is different from a suggestion of the devil. The latter is excusable, while one is accountable for his determination. However, what is mentioned in the hadith will happen when Muslims fight among themselves for worldly honor and prejudices and no religious issue would be the cause of their conflict, because in the latter case, it is possible that both might be depending on their own ijtihad, or exercise of opinion, for which they may be excused. 7. Abu Huraira, radiyallahu anhu, reported that the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said, The reward for salah performed by a person in congregation is more than 20 times greater than that of the salah performed in one's house or shop. When one performs wudu perfectly and then proceeds to the masjid with the sole intention of performing salah, then for every step he takes towards the masjid, he is upgraded one degree in reward and one of his sins is eliminated until he enters the masjid. And when he enters the masjid, he is considered as performing salah as long as it is the salah which prevents him from leaving the masjid. And the angels keep on supplicating Allah for him as long as he remains in his place of prayer. They say, O Allah, have mercy on him. O Allah, forgive his sins. O Allah, Accept his repentance. This will carry on as long as he does not pass wind. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary This hadith shows that it is permissible to perform salah individually in marketplaces and houses if the adhan is not heard. But its collective performance in the mosque is 25 26 or 27 times more meritorious, as mentioned in other ahadith. 8. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu reported, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that Allah the Glorious said, Verily, Allah ta'ala has ordered that the good and the bad deeds be written down. Then he explained it clearly how to write. 
He who intends to do a good deed but he does not do it, then Allah records it for him as a full good deed. But if he carries out his intention, then Allah the Exalted writes it down for him as from 10 to 700 folds and even more. But if he intends to do an evil act and has not done it, then Allah writes it down with him as a full good deed. But if he intends it and has done it, Allah writes it down as one bad deed. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary What the Prophet ﷺ relates to Allah is called Hadith Qudsi or a sacred tradition. Such hadith is revealed to the Prophet ﷺ by means of ilham or inspiration. This hadith mentions the magnitude of divine blessings which he bestows upon his faithful slaves on the day of resurrection. 9. Abdullah ibn Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu anhuma narrated that he heard the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as saying, Three men amongst those who came before you set out until night came and they reached a cave. So they entered it. A rock fell down from the mountain and blocked the entrance of the cave. They said, Nothing will save you from this unless you supplicate to Allah by virtue of a righteous deed you have done. Thereupon, one of them said, O oh Allah, I had parents who were old and I used to offer them milk before any of my children or slaves. One day, I went far away in search of grazing and could not come back until they had slept. When I milked as usual and brought the drink, I found them both asleep. I hated to disturb them and also disliked to give milk to my children before them. My children were crying out of hunger at my feet, but I awaited with the bowl in my hand for them to wake up. When they awoke at dawn, they drank milk. O oh Allah, if I did so to seek your pleasure, then deliver us from this distress caused by the rock. The rock moved slightly, but they were unable to escape. The next said, O oh Allah, I had a cousin whom I loved more than anyone else. While in another version, he said, as a man can love a woman. I wanted to have sexual intercourse with her, but she refused. Hard pressed in a year of famine, she approached me. I gave her 120 dinars on condition that she would yield herself to me. She agreed, and when we got together, meaning for sexual intercourse, she said, Fear Allah, and do not break the seal unlawfully. I moved away from her, in spite of the fact that I loved her most passionately, and I let her keep the money I had given her. O oh Allah, if I did that to seek your pleasure, then remove the distress in which we are. The rock moved aside a bit further, but they were still unable to get out. The third one said, O oh Allah, 
I hired some laborers and paid them their wages, except one of them departed without taking his due. I invested his money in business, and the business prospered greatly. After a long time, he came to me and said, O slave of Allah, pay me my dues. I said, All that you see is yours, camels, cattle, goats, and slaves. He said, O slave of Allah, do not mock at me. I assured him that I was not joking. So he took all the things and went away. He spared nothing. O Allah, if I did so seeking your pleasure, then relieve us of our distress. The rock slipped aside and they got out, walking freely. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary 1. It is permissible to pray through our virtuous deeds, but to make someone a medium for it is an innovation in deen which should be avoided for two major reasons. Firstly, there is no evidence in Sharia to support this. Secondly, it is against the practice of Khairul Qurun, or the best of generations. This term is used for the first three generations of Muslims, the one in which the Prophet ﷺ lived, and the two following. 2. Preference should be given to the service of parents, even over the service of one's own wife and children. 3. To abstain from sins out of fear of Allah is a highly meritorious act. 4. Laborers should always be treated fairly. If someone has paid to a laborer less than his due, it should be paid to him in a decent manner. 5. Any supplication which is made sincerely and with a real sense of humbleness is granted by Allah. 6. Allah sometimes helps His pious men even in an unusual manner, which is termed as karama, meaning wonder or marvel. Thus, like the miracles of the prophets, wonders of the righteous people are also true. But miracles and wonders both appear with the will of Allah.